Today's National Bourbon Day, so let's talk to Brent Elliott, Master Distiller at Four Roses. What's up, Brent? Good morning, Brent. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, good, and good. So happy National Bourbon Day. How does one get to become a master distiller, especially at such a heritage distillery? Well, you know, I think I was just kind of in the right place at the right time with, um, you know, a strong desire to promote the brand. And I love bourbon. I've grown up in Kentucky, so it's always been part of, you know, our heritage here in Kentucky. So when I had the opportunity to come to Four Roses, you know, I wasn't hired on as master distiller. I was just sort of uh-huh. working in the lab, you know, just pitching in wherever. And I was fortunate because when I came to Four Roses, we had just recently come back to the U.S., so all this growth we've seen in the last 15 years, you know, that was all in front of me when I started here. So I just kind of pitched in everywhere that um, help was needed, you know, from sales, marketing, bottling, warehousing, production, and I just kind of grew with the company. And, you know, everyone's story is unique. Everyone's background. Yeah you know, is different, but, you know, that's that's kind of how I got into it. So how, how many bourbon, how many distilleries, when you think of, like, the bourbon trail through Kentucky, and how many bourbons do you figure there are in the state of Kentucky? I mean, a lot, right? A hundred? Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah. Yeah, to, they're probably, they're around a hundred distilleries now, whereas, you know, when I started, you had about ten major distilleries, maybe, maybe a few smaller micro distilleries, but now you've got the major distilleries. You have new distilleries that are almost considered, you know, the same size as some of the heritage yeah. distilleries, and then a ton of micro distilleries. So it's really um, grown. The boom in the last fifteen years is just incredible. Hey, tell us, you know, back in the day in sixteen hundred or fifteen hundred, Johnny Beer created beer. Tell us about bourbon. <laughs> who's who's credited to starting bourbon? How long has it been around? Who was the first one to do it? What what do we have for history of bourbon? You know, there there are a lot of stories, and that's part of what keeps bourbon so interesting. You know, there you have stories, you have folklore, you have fact. Problem is, when you're going back into the 1700s, it's kind of hard to dig up the facts. But you know, there there's some figures that we know were you know players in, in the development of bourbon like Elijah Craig and, and, and many others, but it's hard to really pinpoint it. I think it was probably more of, um, instead of one individual, I think it probably just evolved with all the people making whiskey here in the United States over time. You know, they Scots-Irish came over, they, had, they brought their stills, they knew how to make whiskey, but, you know, here in America, they started finding different grains. You know, it wasn't just the barley they were using you know, overseas, they started experimenting um, with you know, different grains, different methods of production, and it just kind of evolved, you know, to, yeah. to what it is today. You know, the addition of barrels to use for aging, you know, that was something that, that happened somewhere along the line. Yeah, let me, let me ask you, uh, let me stop you right there and ask you. So I'm looking at a photo online on your website, and you're holding a glass with another gentleman, and it's clear. So whiskey is white. It's clear, right? It's only the barrel that gives it its color? That's absolutely correct. Okay, okay. Interesting. So you've got to burn the inside of the barrels, right? Uh-huh. And then that's what gives it. Have you ever had any of the Japanese whiskeys that are kind of getting popular now? Oh, yeah. There are some very good Japanese whiskeys out there. Yeah. we hey, Br- uh, Brent Elliott, we should tell everybody, master Brent. distiller of Four Roses is with us. So, Brent, ask you, what's the difference in creation 
between a low-end bourbon and a high-end bourbon? Is it the age process? Is it the ingredients? Why can I buy a $10 bottle of bourbon and then a more expensive bottle of bourbon? Uh, there are a lot of factors that go into that. Um, you touched on age is a big part of it. Um, older bourbons are going to have to cost more because there's you know, mm-hmm. through the age you lose a lot of liquid. Um, so to recoup the cost that went into every barrel, you know, if, if there's if it's a ten year old barrel, you know, it might be half full at that point. Oh, um, you know, if it's four year old barrel, you've got you know maybe still seventy five percent of that original content. So that's a part of it. Um, the other is basically the quality of it. I mean, there's there's so much variety in any given warehouse of different flavor profiles, you know, the honey barrels, the sweet spots. And part of our jobs as distillers is to to know the quality of all the inventory. And so some of these and and most bourbons, once they hit a certain age, they can they will decline. You know, the a 50-year-old bourbon isn't going to be like a 50-year-old scotch. Um, okay. You know, we okay. do use new barrels. Uh, you know, the temperatures are a lot hotter here in Kentucky. So yeah. there is a point, you know, whether it's 10 years or 20 years or 25 years, there's a point for every barrel in the U.S. where it starts to become too oaky, um, too dry, too astringent. So as distillers, we set aside or we let some of the barrels that tend to be aging better, um, we sort of leave those alone, let those continue to age to kind of develop into some of these more premium products. So the volume isn't isn't there just at the you know snap of a finger to to find super high quality yeah, yeah. extra aged bourbon. So it's it's a little more scarce. Uh, there's a lot more um, attention and searching that goes into finding these barrels, blending them, and and of course again they're typically higher in age. So that's where you'll you'll see the difference between a $10 bottle and a $200 bottle. Yeah, I discovered the single barrel during the pandemic, and that is my go-to. And you're with Four Roses, so, of course, I'm going to give you a mention there. Are the tours back up and running in uh, Lawrenceburg? They are. We um, we offer tours Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. Very good. Right, Brent, and- question, because I'm a casual guy. I just pour it, get, pour it on rocks a little bit and <laughs> sip on it. But what's the correct way? Because I've had people say, hey, I put a splash of Coke in my bourbon. Some drink it straight up. What would you say the most popular way to drink bourbon is? Uh, recently, cocktails have really come on pretty, pretty strong in the last decade or so. Um, and I enjoy a good cocktail, especially not necessarily when I make them because that's not really my my thing. Okay. But uh, there's really no wrong way to enjoy bourbon. We like to think, you know, if you're enjoying it, that's we're happy. Just yeah. enjoy it the way you enjoy it. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. Um, but you know, going neat around the rocks is typically what I do. Um, I guess I'm kind of always on the clock. I'm I'm always kind of evaluating and. But I can still enjoy a bourbon. It's yeah. my work hasn't destroyed that for me. I do the rocks. Um, I do the rocks. A little lemon twist, maybe. But yeah, I'm I, I'm all in. And when I, it's funny, Brent, because when I looked up when I went to Four Roses online and I saw your photo, so I'm an Elliot, two L's and two T's. You're two L's, two T's, right? Yes. And my family originally is all out of Harrodsburg, just to the south of you, I believe. Okay, yeah. So I think off, uh, I think we might be related, you and I. 
Very good chance. How fortuitous. Enough, I'm sure. Yeah, you guys should go really on Maury together. You <laughs> are the third cousin. <laughs> How fortuitous for me. So you grew up in Kentucky, right? Yes. And you grew up in, do you, did you have any family in Harrodsburg? Not that I know of. I'm okay. more on the western side of the state, but you know, it's it's always possible. Elliot with two L's, two T's isn't that common. Oh, the hills were full of Elliot's. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all drinking whiskey. <laughs> well, you look just like my first cousin, so I think uh, there's a good possibility we are distant relatives at some point. I'm going to come down and visit you someday uh, in Lawrenceburg there, Brent. Uh, happy National Bourbon Day to you. You're a, you're a gentleman. Thank you so much. Well, thank you all. Happy uh, Happy Bourbon Day. All right. Bye-bye.